You are listening to the Fresh Focus Podcast, where VA dietitian nutritionists are serving up health and wellness information for veterans and their families. In addition to being in clinic, chatting over the phone, or using Video Connect, we're taking a new approach to increase your access with this podcast. Each series will dish out bites of information you can digest when it's convenient for you, your family, or a caregiver giving advice and veteran experience on topics that are most important to you. So take a listen in the car, while cooking, or after the kids go to bed, keeping you moving towards your health goals in between our individual meetings and group classes. But hey, feel free to play these episodes at the coffee shop as well. We would love to be a part of the conversation. Grab a cup and pull up a chair and we'll dive right on in. Did you know the Marion VA Healthcare System now provides lactation education services? I'm Natalie, a dietitian and certified lactation counselor at the Marion VA Medical Center. We are offering phone visits and VA Video Connect, which makes it even more convenient for our female veterans to get the services they need. You can easily meet through a secure and private video conference session with a certified lactation counselor from anywhere using your camera on your phone, computer, or tablet. VA Video Connect operates as a web-based app. It does not require any additional app download. You will need to provide them with a valid email address. On the date and time that is the most convenient for you, you will receive a link to click to connect with your lactation counselor. Yes, it really is that easy. Female veterans can now have one-on-one support for breastfeeding from the comfort of their own home. Please contact the Women's Health Clinic for more information. We would be honored to work with you. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Fresh Focus podcast, a podcast where we give you bite-sized food and nutrition tips to chew on in between your office visits. I'm Lauren, an outpatient dietitian at the Marion VA Medical Center, and I want to start off the podcast by recognizing an empty chair. We always start every meeting acknowledging an empty chair in the room to remind us each and every day that we not only serve veterans that walk through our doors, but the ones that are no longer here to speak their voice. So, you are expecting. Congratulations! What a life-changing adventure you are about to embark on. Our bodies truly are amazing, and the fact that they can create and bring new life into the world is nothing short of miraculous. You may be having a wide range of emotions right now. Excitement, worry, joy, fear, relief, expectation, stress. Heck, you might just be downright emotional all the time all of which is perfectly normal. Today, I hope to help you go through some basic pregnancy tips to keep both you and baby in an overall great state of health. To start off, I wanna mention that I am currently six months pregnant with my first child. For me, pregnancy has been a welcomed relief. I've also experienced joy and excitement after years of infertility and medical treatments. Even though I had been hoping and praying for this little one, the learning curve of all things related to pregnancy is definitely steep, and I still feel a little overwhelmed with all the changes that my body's going through, let alone the expectation to maintain a good state of health in the process, especially as a dietitian. So let's start at the very beginning. If you've already listened to our previous episodes, you have probably heard all about the great pre-pregnancy nutrition tips that Beth had laid out for you. You will want to continue to do as many of these things now that you're actually pregnant. 
To recap Beth's episode, you will want to assess your weight and food intake if you haven't already. Avoid alcohol and limit caffeine, about 200 milligrams maximum a day. Make sure to continue drinking plenty of water and taking your prenatal vitamin, and continue working towards stress reduction, getting adequate sleep, and being active, all of which will be discussed in greater detail in the upcoming episodes. When you first get that positive pregnancy test or news from the doctor, your body is already undergoing a plethora of changes. You're probably around four weeks pregnant at this point and in the beginning stages of your first trimester of pregnancy. Your body is receiving a surge of hormones, both estrogen and progesterone, but also human chorionic gonadotropin, or known as HCG, which is the hormone that the embryo is producing that turns that pregnancy test positive. Right from the beginning, these hormones can start to cause some very unpleasant side effects. Breast tenderness is one of the first changes you might feel. You might also be more tired than usual or experiencing some constipation. And if you're lucky, you might experience the most commonly thought of early pregnancy symptom, morning sickness. Now, morning sickness can be different for everybody, and contrary to what it sounds like, it can happen during any time of the day. Some people might have severe nausea and vomiting, others might not have any at all. As your body is responding to the change in the hormones in the first trimester, the most important thing is to make sure you're getting adequate nutrition to support you and baby. Ideally, you want to be getting good sources of folic acid, calcium, iron, vitamin B12, and omega-3 fatty acids, just to name a few. But if keeping food down is a definite problem, getting these nutrients might be the last thing on your mind. This is why it's crucial to be taking a good prenatal vitamin to cover all your basic micronutrition needs. If possible, try to focus on getting regular meals in throughout the day. Each meal, try to choose a good protein source, a complex carbohydrate such as starchy vegetables, fruits, beans, whole grains, and a good serving of non-starchy vegetables such as broccoli, cabbage, carrots, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, spinach, Complex carbohydrates and non-starchy vegetables are going to be providing you with good sources of fiber, which is beneficial in aiding in digestion and helping you regulate your bowels, especially if you're having issues with constipation. If you're unable to keep anything down due to ongoing morning sickness, try these five tips. Number one, avoid an empty stomach if possible by having small meals and snacks frequently throughout the day. Number two, use herbs and spices that typically combat nausea, such as ginger, peppermint, and lemon. These work wonderful in teas. Peppermint and lemon tea are my favorites. Number three, focus on easy to digest foods that you know you're able to stomach. Common foods may include saltine crackers, toast, bananas, oatmeal, applesauce, rice, or broth-based soups. My personal favorite go-to is a good old piece of toast with a little bit of butter if I am not feeling like eating anything. Number four, drink a minimum of 64 ounces of water or non-sugary beverages daily. Hydration is not only key to ease your sickness and improve your bowels, but necessary for baby as he or she is developing. And lastly, number five, give yourself some slack. Although you may not be getting well-rounded meals at this point, you will be getting the calories you need to avoid unintentional weight loss. 
And whether you are experiencing morning sickness or not, make sure you stay adequately hydrated. Keep your healthcare team in the loop on your hydration status and seek medical care if needed. As you're assessing your food intake, make sure to remember that there are some foods that need to be avoided during pregnancy altogether. These include raw or undercooked meats, poultry, eggs, and seafood. Yes, seafood, undercooked seafood. So say goodbye to sushi for the next nine months, unfortunately. Avoid any unpasteurized soft cheeses such as brie and blue cheese. Soft cheeses such as feta may be made with pasteurized milk, so make sure to check your label before you're consuming. And lastly, deli meats. If you're going to have any type of deli meat, it needs to be heated until literally steaming hot, which would kill any potential bacteria. After making some of these initial changes in your diet, combating morning sickness and adjusting to the new hormone levels you're experiencing, you will be moving into the second trimester in no time. I've heard this called the honeymoon period of pregnancy and I definitely agree. You should start feeling better with increased energy levels and your belly is not physically too large yet that it's uncomfortable. You might start to see that little baby bump that you've been waiting for this whole time. At this point in pregnancy, you should start to focus on choosing healthy foods at your meals and incorporating the protein, complex carbohydrate, and non-starchy vegetable into each meal like we discussed before, if you haven't already. Your body is laying the foundation of pregnancy by increasing your blood and fluid volume so your uterus is expanding and your breast tissue is getting larger. So let's talk a little bit more in depth about pregnancy weight gain at this point. To start, I'm sure you've heard at some point that you're eating for two. Although this is exciting to say and think about, that little bundle of joy that's growing inside, it's not exactly accurate. Throughout pregnancy, you will need some extra calories, but not nearly as many as you think. During the first trimester, you won't need to add any additional calories to your typical intake. During the second trimester, an extra 300 to about 350 calories will be needed. And finally, during the third trimester, you will need about an extra 500 calories. These recommendations are for singleton pregnancies and may need to be increased if you're carrying multiples, such as increasing by up to 300 calories per extra baby that's growing. Now that you have a foundation of caloric recommendations for pregnancy, let's discuss weight. Now, weight can be a tricky topic during pregnancy, as for some women it's difficult to gain weight, Others seem to gain it too quickly, and some have no difficulty at all following the recommended weight guidelines. If you've ever Googled pregnancy weight gain, you have probably come across the numbers and even seen graphs showing the rate of gain during pregnancy, about one pound per week during the second and third trimesters. Unfortunately, every woman's body does not follow the exact curve of weight gain. Starting in the second trimester, you might find that your weight can start jumping more than a pound a week on some weeks, and on other weeks not gaining at all. Remember that at this time, your blood volume is increasing, your body fluids are increasing, so it's easy to pack on pounds rather quickly. I can personally attest to this as someone who didn't gain much in the first trimester, but experienced large weight increases in the second trimester, definitely more than a pound a week in the first couple weeks and up to four to five pounds in one week. This can sometimes be very frustrating, especially if you're following all the recommended diet tips that the medical field puts out there. So please, please, please try not to get too discouraged 
if you've gained a little more or a little less than you're supposed to when you go to your doctor's visits. The important thing is that you're eating balanced meals packed with nutritious foods. Now is not the time to start a super restrictive diet plan or binge eating to try to match weight gain goals perfectly. Listen to your body and knows what to do. Keep in mind that every woman will lose some of the weight gained immediately after birth and it's common to lose even more in the weeks following pregnancy. Aim for healthy weight gain, but try not to stress if you aren't matching the doctor's charts exactly. As you continue on throughout the second trimester, remember to continue all the diet recommendations that you started in the first trimester, such as balanced meals, adequate hydration, avoiding certain foods, avoiding alcohol, limiting caffeine. Next thing you know, you'll be entering your third trimester. The third trimester is considered weeks 27 through 40. You are in the final stretch. I am right on the verge of starting my third trimester and I'm already looking forward to some of the changes that are coming. The third trimester is when your baby is gonna start growing rapidly. You and most likely your partner, your family, will be able to feel and even see those strong little kicks on your belly. Your weight will most likely continue to increase, although some women experience larger gains in the second trimester than they do in the third. Keep in mind, this is the time when swelling and fluid retention can be very noticeable in feet, hands, and face, which can also lead to weight on the scale. Tips to help reduce swelling include resting with feet elevated, staying cool as hot weather can make it worse, drinking plenty of fluids, wearing loose-fitting clothes, staying active to help circulation, and lastly, monitoring your sodium and potassium intake. For some women, increased sodium intake can make swelling worse, so it might be a good idea to avoid excessive sodium intake. Please keep in mind, you do not want to restrict sodium greatly, as it is still a needed nutrient during pregnancy. Recommendation is around 3,000 milligrams daily, but can be adjusted up depending on individual recommendations. It may also help to increase potassium intake from foods such as bananas, oranges, potatoes, tomatoes. Excessive or rapid swelling may also be a sign of an underlying issue, especially if it's paired with high blood pressure. Keep an eye on any rapid weight gain you may have and report them to your doctor to rule out any serious conditions like preeclampsia. You may also be feeling leg cramps at this time, so it may be a good idea to have good dietary sources of magnesium, such as spinach, avocado, and almonds, and check to see if your prenatal contains magnesium as well. Sleeping with a pillow between your legs or behind your back may also help with leg cramping, especially at night. Around week 27 and 28, you may also be screened for gestational diabetes. Women at higher risk may include women who are overweight or obese, older moms previously having diabetes or pre-diabetes, having PCOS, being related to anyone with diabetes, or previously having gestational diabetes yourself. Whether you are diagnosed or not, it's important to continue choosing protein and complex carbohydrates and avoiding simple sugars, if at all possible, to help control your overall blood sugar. As you near birth, remember to continue the diet recommendations you started in the first and second trimester. Continue to stay active, which is beneficial throughout your whole pregnancy and will be covered in upcoming episodes. We will also be covering post-pregnancy nutrition and lactation support to help you transition to healthy eating after the baby arrives. 
In summary, pregnancy is such an amazing experience and a life-changing event. Although I absolutely cannot wait until baby actually arrives, I've really enjoyed the pregnancy process and being amazed at what my body can naturally do. Prior to being pregnant, I always thought pregnancy nutrition was very black and white, full of do this and don't do this. The longer I'm pregnant, the more I realize every pregnancy is unique and sometimes you just have to do your best. Your weight may not follow the exact guidelines, mine did not, or you may not always eat the perfect diet, I haven't, but that's okay. Your body is embarking on an awesome journey. Embrace every moment as it truly is grand.